95% of people ages 16 to 24 own a smartphone and they check it every 12 minutes. We cannot dissociate ourselves from social media anymore. So let me give you a glimpse into my day as a content creator. I am scrolling through social media and something that's part of my job is obviously identifying different trends, uh, different things that's going on. As you know, social media moves so fast um, and you really wanna make sure that you're jumping on timely things. So I come across this one video of a 10 year old. Uh, it's an account of this 10 year old girl and she basically uh, does her makeup while complaining or stating certain things like, I really hate when people say this and then they do that and it feels like child drama, right? But it struck a chord with me because I right away went into like a flight or fight or flight uh, condition. I think it's uh, some kind of trauma that I have from like high school. It gave me a bit of a mean girl high school vibes. But again, mind you, she is 10 to 12 years old. I keep scrolling and I start seeing how so many people on social media, people that I follow, people that I don't follow but have big accounts, are doing a reaction video to her videos. So. Literally, I've been scrolling for about an hour and I just keep getting served these reaction videos to her video. So what do I do as you know, a seasoned content creator who recognize a trend, I decide to stitch my reaction to her video. I didn't say anything. It was more like while I was doing my skincare, um, her video is playing. She does her thing where she complaining or stating certain things. And I just kind of make faces or kind of react to body language face uh, to what she's saying. And I go and I post it. Obviously, to um, no surprise, the video is starting to get a lot of traction. So a lot of comments, a lot of views. I would call it, I mean, that's what you call virality, right? So I'm pretty pleased with myself because again, my instinct told me, here's a trend, jump on it, I did it. And um, I started going through the comments. And as I start scrolling through the comments, I start seeing people, some are starting to talk negatively about the girl. Um, and I think a lot of them had the same reaction as I did, that flight or flight of just triggering something inside of us from, you know, school days. Other ones were saying, I can't believe, you know, the parents gave her this platform to speak this way. And part of her thing is also she's applying a really lengthy skincare routine with really expensive products while complaining about all these things. So obviously a lot of material for people to comment on. And then as I scroll through the comments, I see this one comment uh, that says, don't you find it a little odd that a 30 something year old is stitching video of a 10 year old and criticizing her? And that stopped me, right? I was just kind of sitting there looking at this comment. My first instinct is I did not criticize her. I was just, you know, I was just stitching the video. I was just reacting to what everyone else is doing. Um, and, you know, it's a trend. Like she's obviously putting herself out there to a vast 
audience uh, knowing that people will react differently. And as I'm justifying the video, um, I had kind of a second of an enlightenment where I stood back and I was like, oh my God, I am a 30-year-old mom, stitched myself with this 10-year-old girl and opened her up to more criticism, to more people saying whatever it is they want to say. We don't know if it's a comedic account. We don't know what's her intention. I don't know if she goes through her comments and actually reads them. What if she does and she reads these comments? Like, how is that going to affect her? It took me half a second to delete that video that was getting crazy numbers because it hit me that I acted extremely responsibly and I kind of gave into this virality, social media, mindless uh, reaction. And the purpose I'm sharing this story with you is because I wanted to open up the conversation around social media, around responsibility, around self-awareness and accountability because it feels like the lines are getting blurred. A lot of us get sucked in. I mean, if uh, me, a 30-year-old something, right, that is very proud with her own self-awareness and self-reflection, I get sucked into this. Think about all these other creators, all these other people, all the young generation that falls into this trap. And we see it everywhere, right? I mean, I posted a video criticizing the trend where the parents are cracking an egg on a child's head without them knowing. I was furious when I saw that, right? And I commented on it and I was just like, how do people not see how much damage this can cause in terms of uh, the way the child feels, the attachment style, like all the things that the child can, you know, feel and, and go through emotionally without obviously being old enough to understand what happened, how can a parent make that kind of decision all for the sake of jumping on trends and going viral and getting other people commenting and other people's attention? So that to me was such a visible, like big no-no red flag. But what I did with commenting to the 10-year-old, it took me a second to look at it and see that this is also a red flag. So I wanted to share this story because I think that it's important to start noticing and teaching ourselves to see and read between the lines and not get dragged into this machine of social media, of instant gratification, of virality, um, of accountability, um, or no accountability for that matter. I think that a lot of our values and morals can get lost in this social media age because no one really taught us how to use it, right? No one gave you a manual and told you, hey, this is how it's going to affect you psychologically. This is what it's going to pull from you. This is what you should pay attention to. And we're learning slowly all the implication of 
using social media. Uh, and by no means do I want to villainize it because it brought a lot of beautiful things into the world. It exposed us to so many different cultures and places in the world and opinions and people gave a lot of us careers and a voice and I'm extremely grateful for it. But I also want to urge people to really connect with that inner voice and inner um, restraint and inner critical thinking when using social media. And I'm not just urging the people that are obviously on the platforms creating content and building their audience. All of us are influencers. Honestly, everyone has a platform. Everyone is on social media. Um, it's part of our world now. Everyone has a personal brand, right? So I think that it's, you know, this conversation has to get to everyone um, as uh, someone who creates and as someone who consumes. Because I think that a lot of the things we are served, a lot of the trends that are picking up, a lot of the things that go viral is a result of our involvement in it, of our us giving attention to it. Um, and I think that unless we are very careful with what we put our attention to, what will be served to our children and to the rest you know, of population and mass audience is a lot of garbage and it's going to get harder to navigate that because you know as a consumer when you see something over and over and over again we're starting to become desensitized to it and i'm sure that all of us already feel it regarding a few different concepts right like i often talk about how all these words or concepts like self-love self-care um, all of this became, I became desensitized to it because it's just at this point became like a marketing tool, right? And I think that it happens, it's, it's happening a lot. When we use social media, I look at it as a representation of who I am. This is me operating in the world. Because if before social media felt like, oh, this is just a platform we go on and it doesn't really represent us. So we can, you know, say silly things. We can post silly things. We can uh, engage with nonsense. Not anymore. We are now in this climate where social media is an extension of who we are. So we have to treat it accordingly. If you behave on social media differently than how you behave in real life it's just first of all going to lead to an identity crisis honestly i think that a lot of people are starting to show up more as themselves on social media which is a beautiful thing but a lot of people are still presenting this image uh, that is different than who they are in real life and I feel like that creates a bit of a battle uh, in real life, right? I think that you start losing yourself in it. So it's extremely important for us to look at social media and the way we behave and the way we uh, react and what we give our attention to in a very critical way, the same way we do it in real life. Um, again, we are, we're not fighting against a very big machine, but this is this is really big social media in general the internet algorithm it's really big it's really um 
calculated to an extent. At the end of the day, we have to remember this: uh, these are platforms and companies that are trying to maximize um, how much attention and how many hours you're on the phone. Think about it. There, 95% um, of people ages 16 to 24 own a smartphone and they check it every 12 minutes. So we cannot dissociate ourselves from social media anymore, especially the younger generation. We need to learn how to use it and how to not let it manipulate us uh, into becoming people that we don't want to become because that can easily happen. Again, the example I shared with you is something that I didn't think I'll ever do. Um, and it really caught me off guard. Another thing um, when I was scrolling, because this is you know, something that's been sitting um, in my head for a long time, I scroll through social media and there's a lot of content creators now, it's like a trend, uh, talking about this is how you become online famous. This is how you can go viral. I guess the message from these videos is all about in order for you to go viral, in order for you to get a lot of views, you need to trigger people. And that is kind of crazy if you think about it, right? I mean, that was my reaction to the little girl's video. Um, and that is something that we are now constantly faced with, right? With all these triggers in terms of the way people behave and what they post on social media, um, opinions, uh, really dark things. There was a study done uh, to try to understand what gets people going, what gets people's attention, what gets the reaction. Um, and these four emotions, which three of them are negative, are anger, sadness, anxiety, and the fourth one is awe. And awe can be positive, but it can, can it be negative? Can awe be negative? I don't know, uh, hopefully not, but top three emotions. And I do see it now that I know that these are the emotions that are triggering. When I actually scroll through my social media, I see the formula. I see what people are doing. And, you know, we now live in a world where everyone wants to be famous. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what can go wrong with that is that a lot of people don't really think about the implications of their content or don't really have the understanding of the social responsibility that they carry, right? Like everything that we put out there adds or takes away from what is going on in society. So you're either doing something positive for society or you're doing something neg negative for society. It's a lot to think about, right? It's, it's, it can feel really heavy, especially for someone who just wants to put things out there, you know, make some money and like kind of not think about it. And to the point of everyone you know, wanting to be famous because the gatekeepers have kind of gone, right? You don't need Vogue to put you on their cover to be relevant or to be part of uh, pop culture today. We can do it all on our own. You can build your audience, you can build your fans, community, followers, 
all by yourself. And that is a very powerful thing. But again, because we're still in the beginning, and I truly do think we're still in the beginning of social media and um, creator economy, it is very much glamorized. It is very much still thought of, again, like you got to hit it big and fast and you don't really have a minute to think about what it is and what value you're trying to bring to the world or how you want it to look like or what is your message. Uh, there are so many people that became huge overnight, right? And amassed an audience of millions and millions of people. And a lot of them don't know how to navigate that. But this glamorizing the creators, I mean, it's happening everywhere, right? Every brand is collaborating with the creator, with creators. Forbes 30 under 30 just released their list and you see all these kids, right? Making millions. So I understand the appeal. I understand why today people will do whatever they need to do to try to gain and get into that position. But again, there is no social responsibility that is being put on these creators, unless that creator gets to a point where they need to understand, okay, I have to really be mindful about what I put out there, the way I speak, the message that I give. And and I, and I get it. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of pressure. I mean, I it took me a long time to come to terms with that. I think I got to it a little bit faster because I have small kids. And whatever I was putting out there, I always thought, okay, this is going to live online forever. And this is going to affect them. And this is going to be, you know, part of their story. So I have to be very mindful about that. But to the creators that are in their early 20s or you know teenagers that are doing different things and saying different things it's a hard one to digest and it's a hard one to understand um, and no one is navigating that industry no one is navigating and reminding people about hey just so you know whatever you post or whatever you say will live forever online i mean how many of these stories have we been seeing of all these celebrities uh, with their silly tweets, right, resurfacing. If it's racist tweets or some stupid other things that I honestly am sitting there, when I, whenever something like that pops up, I'm like, oh my God, how did no one think this is going to be online forever? This could be found forever. We still don't have that understanding. A lot of people still don't realize that, right? And we are truly shaping what's going on in society. Uh, to me, that's what creators are doing. They really are shaping what is happening culturally. Um, and it's a lot to think about. And I guess where I'm getting to is trying to talk about it and trying to understand how we can do better or provide the tools or the education for other people that have platforms to navigate this. I mean, that's my thought process, like everything that I create and everything that I say has an impact, right? If it's 
one person impacted by it or a hundred of them. And especially during times of of need, because the world is so messy. There's always something going on. Um, and people are looking to connect with other people and like-minded people. Um, and I think that, you know, if you are if you are building a platform and you are owning your voice, it's really important to use it responsibly. You know, I often think about my kids and social media. And for the longest time, Gary and I were going back and forth in terms of how do we educate them about it? Um, because it's obviously inevitable. Uh, Jake is turning 11 soon. Um, they don't have phones yet, but at some point they will have phones and they will have access and we won't be able to control it the way we control it or at least try um, right now. And we decided that we are very fortunate uh, that we are part of this industry and part of this business. And I think that the biggest impact we can do is actually teach, it, teach them how to use it rather than constantly talk about how negative it is. And this is, I guess, where this constant thought keeps coming up for me. Like, why is no one teaching the younger generation? Like, why is it not taught at school, right? Like so many adults do not understand um, how to navigate social media. And I think that it's something that is crucial to talk about in schools these days, because these kids are getting on social media at such young ages, right? I'm talking about YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. They're at ages where they are very impressionable and they don't understand necessarily what's wrong or right, especially when it presented as, you know, in a positive way. Um, and we just need to kind of get more of an understanding and control, um, not even control, understanding on how to talk about this with our kids. But in our household, we decided to open up this whole topic of social media. I wanted to make sure that when they got to an age where Jake and Ben started seeing that, you know, I get stopped on the streets or they see my follow, uh, my community online or the number of followers or all these vanity metrics, they don't confuse it for something else. We talk to them a lot about what is our big plan here and what is the message and what we're trying to do, right? The legacy we're trying to build and what am I sharing with the world and how I'm bringing value to the world through my social media. So first of all, presenting it as a business uh, was very helpful. I think they see it when they see it in that capacity. It gives them context to the work that I do, because obviously if you see your mom constantly uh, filming herself uh, or doing all the things, you kind of become confused a little bit about life. So uh, we talk to them about that and also just really teaching them what I was sharing earlier where, you know, this is an extension of you. Everything you'll ever post, everything you'll ever say will and can be used against you. <laughs> And, you know, you, there is a responsibility um, for the things that you do and post. Um, and the same thing, how you have that responsibility in real life. So I am very curious to see how or specifically when we're going to start adding this into the school curriculum. So we start 
educating our children on how to use social media responsibly and how to use critical thinking when you're being served. Uh, things that benefit companies and platforms and you know other people. There's a lot to do there, but I'm hopeful. I mean, even with these conversations that we have with our kids, I see, because Gary and I obviously monitor what they're watching, which is by the way, exhausting. Like I have to say the parents today have to do so much. Like the mental load is absolutely insane because you can't just put them in front of the TV, you know, and just step away and do your thing because you don't know what's going to happen on that show. I was even reminded, like I used to come home from school, make myself food and sit in front of the TV and watch this really innocent kids shows. And now, you know, with my kids, I can't do that. I can't step away. Like I constantly or Gary or myself have to come back to see what they're talking about or what is, you know, what, what is the message in this video? Because again, someone is gaining from it. So a, a lot of these creators and a lot of these companies, because a lot of them are companies that own these channels, they don't carry that social responsibility. I remember walking into the room and they're watching this really innocent show um and there was this really scary man comes in with like a voice and saying something i'll kidnap you or something like that and it was just that was on youtube kids so again people are finding ways unfortunately to you know get through and and do scary things and again create a very negative experience for those who consume so we really have to be on guard with that at least until platforms will know how to navigate that better. And I brought up my kids because if you ask any child these days between the ages of, I don't know, six and maybe 14, if you ask them what they want to be, a lot of them will say a YouTuber. A lot of them will say a content creator or an influencer of some kind. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's definitely, it's, it's a massive industry. It's an evolution of media and it's a beautiful thing if we use it right, but it is important to emphasize how to use it correctly and knowing when to speak or express your opinion and when not to, which is another thing that is very tricky with social media. I think that a lot of us don't ask the question of what I'm about to say now and what I'm about to comment. Will I say that if that person was in front of me? Will I say it to their face? I can assure you that if you think about this, you will probably won't post or comment or share your opinion maybe 50% of the time, right? But because we're sitting on screens, because we're behind phones, we, that kind of, I guess, social tact or thought process doesn't really come through. So a lot of it is so, again, this like instant and reaction, reaction. There, it's, it's less of this thoughtful listening, questioning, and then deciding if this is something you want to participate in or not. Maybe it needs to be framed more as psychology classes at school in connection to social media, but it needs to happen. 
It needs to happen and I'm going to be, and I know Gary as well, because we're very aligned on it. Um, I'm going to be very much on top of my kids uh, once they're going to get social media, once they're going to participate in the world uh, through social media. I will be very harsh with them. I would be very clear on the impact that they have, even if they're a private account, even if it's just for their friends. Uh, it's important. It's important to keep that in mind. It's important to keep those values and morals uh, intact online uh, as much as we do it offline. So it's a large conversation. I actually, uh, I, I just got reminded of this video that Matthew McConaughey and his wife posted on social media that for their son's 15th birthday, they basically made this whole announcement being like, your gift is now you're able to get on social media. You're able now to interact with the world on this stage and use this platform to learn about yourself and speak your voice. And one of the things that really caught my attention, and I shared it with Gary, and we talked about it a lot, was that they said, you know who you are, and you know where you're going. And this is why you're ready to get on social media. And that just really, uh, that just really summarized everything for me in terms of how and like the thought process that needs to happen before people get on social media. Because if we're not careful, social media, we can hope for people to really be mindful about what they post. But again, there's a lot of people out there and a lot of agendas that are, you know, trying to get served. But if we really think about, do I know who I am? Do I know where I'm going? Before you get on social media, I feel like that way you are more protected from what is going to come your way and more in line and rooted in who you are. So all these mindless trends and these viral things and these FOMOs that, you know, come up for us when we use social media don't get through, if that makes sense. Um, and again, I'm sure that it will happen. I'm sure. But because it it still happens to me, right? And I've been doing this for seven, eight years now. But it really taught me a lot about myself and a lot about accountability and a lot about self-regulation. Like I mentioned, it's a powerful, beautiful thing, but we need to take care of the kids in the younger generation and learn how to support them with this insane evolution of you know society and social media and the role it plays in it listen i want to sit here and i want to tell you that gary and i as parents have it all figured out when it comes to electronics and social media but like i mentioned we are still trying to navigate it and it's not easy uh, we have three kids and Jake is again, you know, starting to creep into those preteens and teenage years. Uh, and Ben is right behind him. And uh, they do idolize all these uh, YouTubers and different people um, that maybe are not necessarily the best example. But we've tried, we really try to do different things. And 
I guess I can't really share any specific strategy that truly worked because even for us as parents, it's really difficult to maintain those things. I know if you followed me uh, for a while, you saw that there are periods where we just take away electronics in general, like they don't have access to their iPads. And actually, we're right now in that phase as well. They're only allowed to use their iPads on the weekends. Um, but then we started noticing that one or two of them will somehow get access to our phone and they start playing. And it, there's this constant, again, like this cat and mouse game um, that we're playing with this. But we're just trying to be very consistent with our messaging. We're trying to control it, but we also just really have an open communication about it. Uh, and something that I think is has been working is that open communication like gary will sit them down and be like listen you're going to be this age one time in your life like this is it right now and you need to go outside and you need to interact and you need to do all these things and what you are watching right now and what you're exposed to matters because that's it it, it really is building the pathways in your brain it's building the way you see the world you know it's defining how you communicate and that's why this is not allowed because we want better for you. You can do better. And obviously it becomes kind of like a very repetitive thing because you have to repeat it over and over and over again. But it's it's kind of working. I feel like the boys starting to have a better understanding. And it's not just, hey, my parents are so mean, they're taking away my electronics. It's more like them understanding why we don't want them to watch something or play a certain game. Um, we very much emphasize the why a lot. So it's not a matter of constant control. It's a matter of like, this is what we're trying to achieve here. You, can you please work with us? Sometimes it works. We go through seasons. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Obviously, they're kids. And when they see periods where we're extremely busy and distracted, they find ways to maneuver it. But um, we're really trying to kind of keep a united front and um, navigate that. Sometimes I'm softer than I should be, but um, this is where we at. So I wish I had more kind of, you know, rules or methods or formula for you guys, but we're, we're just trying to figure out um, as any other parent these days. If I had to reflect on my own evolution as a content creator and as someone who's been posting videos and photos for as many years as I have, which is seven years now, I see a shift happening even with me. Um, I mean, I shared it a few times where for me, social media, again, didn't come from a place of, oh, I want to be famous and I want to uh, build a career out of it because I didn't know that possibility existed back then. To me, it was a tool to develop my own identity, which is interesting, but develop my own identity in a specific way because I was already... I had a base, right? I had my family. I already had Jake and Ben. So... I started from a very grounded place, uh, which helped me navigate this journey of self-discovery and learning about myself through social media. Um, I often say that if I have started social media when I was 
a teenager, that would have been scary. It would have been scary uh, because I don't think you're as mindful, you know, when you're younger. I don't think you care as much um, and you definitely get sucked into the whole thing. So I started from a rooted place and I was trying to figure out who I am and find my voice. Even looking back now, I still see sometimes, you know, certain stories or posts were made out of ego and certain comments were made out of ego. And it's very cool to see my own evolution, but I definitely shifted the way I look at what I do. Um, Before, you know, it was all about trying to capitalize on the momentum and trying to build and build and build. But now my why is so different. My why is, you know, this is going to be my legacy. I want to leave something meaningful. I want to impact people in a meaningful way. Um, And that is what drives me. And I think that, you know, building a community around that is what drives me. So my reasons today are so different than even what they were three years ago. I always had a nuance of that, right? Of that, just sharing my experiences and my journey that always what navigated my social media. But again, it can get lost. But for me, just doing this for so many years, I feel like I really have a clear vision of who I want to be and show up as on social media. And, you know, but I'm still, I'm still learning and I'm very grateful that I'm in a place where I can look at a comment that maybe a few years ago I, I would deem as like a negative comment or they're judging me or they don't understand my humor. And I'm able to look at this comment today and kind of reflect in a very honest way and realize that, oh, I got sucked into this social media virality game and I'm going to, you know, take myself out of it. Uh, so I am grateful for the teachers that I see every single day on social media, my teachers, without them even knowing. That's where I think it's becoming such a powerful connecting thing, right? The social media. When we take their responsibility, when we are accountable for our actions, when we are able to understand why we do what we do and the message we're trying to bring out there, you are also able to look at other people as your teachers and to learn more about yourself through them. Um, And that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I have a practice um, as a consumer of social media, uh, because although I'm part of it as a content creator, I'm also a huge consumer. And a practice that I have is that every six months or so, I do an audit on the account that I follow, what I'm exposed to, and also the amount of time that I dedicate to social media. Um, I have boundaries that I've created for myself throughout the years. And I tweak them every once in a while to make sure that I can keep them. Uh, But if it's, you know, my phone shuts down after 7 p.m. And I try very, very hard. And most times I'm successful, but sometimes I don't. uh, Put my phone to charge away from my bed in the bathroom where I know this is done. And it's like time to wind down. 
the practice of not picking up my phone the minute I wake up, which we all know these things. Um, I think that with the years, we've seen a lot of negative impact of social media on our minds and on our mental health. Um, and there's more understanding of, you know, things that we need to avoid and kind of things to follow. Uh, but to me, that's how I navigate it, just have very clear rules about time, um, reminding myself that real life experiences are so much more valuable, looking at social media in a positive way and creating a positive space for myself, which sometimes is hard to do because obviously um, the algorithm sometimes just serves you what they need to serve you, but just being very mindful about what I consume. And I even see how my who I follow and what I follow changes with the seasons that I'm in, right? I I try to make sure that I maximize the amount of benefits that I can get from social media, from being exposed to new people, from, you know, serving me things that I love, like books and certain opinions and, you know, topics um, and inspiration. And this is it. That's like what... I surround myself with and obviously the notion that this is a highlight reel and sometimes it's it's easy to forget even for myself like I I know what social media is I do this for a living but you you can get you you can forget really easily uh, again because everything is so intertwined right and uh, just reminding myself always that it's I guess a, an aspect of that person a glimpse into this person's life but absolutely not the whole story. Um, and we are exposed to different people at different times of their lives. So even that comparison with that comparison game starts to play, I remind myself I'm watching someone in their, I don't know, 10th chapter uh, where when I'm at on my second chapter in my second chapter in my life and I actually shared it on my stories uh, right when I started social uh, podcast actually specifically when I started podcast I obviously have so much motivation and eagerness to create something valuable and helpful and beautiful so I look at the best of the best in the world and compare myself to them and as we all know, whenever you pick something up and whenever you start something, it's not going to be easy or beautiful or great. Like it's gonna suck for a while until you get better and better. Uh, but I used to spend so much time sitting and comparing my results of you know trying number 10 or 15 to someone else's results of them doing it for seven or eight years and the other week when I was watching, I think it was Rich Roll interview, and I saw that he posted it, interview number 786. And I was like, oh my God, this is 786 episode. And this is who I'm sitting here comparing myself to <laughs> with my episode number 12. <laughs> And um, it just really, it just really hit me. And it reminded me again, you know, to take myself out. So I think just that to me is this number 728 is like 
an analogy that I keep on pulling and and reminding myself whenever I catch myself in those moments of doubt and comparison and this you know cycle that can become just really vicious so um that's probably something that i would highly recommend for everyone to keep in mind to you know remember that the chapter you're in is different than the chapter whoever you're watching is in so a lot of grace and kindness and using jealousy um and i don't think and i speak of jealousy not as a negative thing but using jealousy as a positive thing as motivation as you know um as inspiration as the need and want to learn more and develop and become better uh, so definitely using that for your own advantage and i want to leave you guys with just this thought right i i, I opened this conversation i wanted to explore this topic and share more of my thoughts and experiences but also to remind you that the way we navigate in the world and on social media uh, requires responsibility requires self-reflection requires self-accountability and being very very honest uh, with yourself and your actions um, and making mistakes is totally normal um, and that's why i wanted to share my mistake with you but really operating from a place of of empathy and positivity and love and i feel like that's the road to a better and safer place for everyone especially for our children Thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't miss my newest episode right here. And if you're listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, please go and leave a review with your biggest takeaway. I love reading your thoughts. And if you have any suggestions for guests or topics, you can leave them in the comment section. And always, always remember, you are not alone.